Welcome to the Moment of Truth Bible Baptist Podcast, where we're listening to sermons from our pastor, Philip Kuntz. This was a sermon preached on Easter Sunday, April 12th of 2020, and it is entitled, Empty on Easter. There's twofold meaning there, as we had an empty auditorium due to COVID. But, of course, you are welcome to come and visit us. We're at 310 Randolph Road, right here in Kansas City, Missouri, just outside of Clay Como. You can come, of course, Sunday school is at 9.30, and regular services are at 11 a.m. every Sunday. And now, here is Pastor Philip Coons with Empty on Easter. Oh, what a friend in Jesus we have indeed. Amen? Oh, he's awesome. He is awesome. What a dear friend we have in Jesus. He's my best friend in the whole wide world. And he is, you know, he is. He's the truest, the bestest of friends in the whole wide world. And when I asked for a best friend in this world, he gave me one, one that I could have in this world who's here today. And then he gave me another best friend who's also here today. The Lord God gives us what we ask for, what is good for us, not what we want, but what we need. Praise the Lord God for that. Isn't that right? Isn't that right? And I appreciate what the Lord God has given me. He's given me not always what I want, but definitely what I need. And the things that I want not only are not what I need, the things I want are oftentimes bad for me. Usually they're cavities, the cavities of sin. And you probably can't tell from at home, but I don't have the nicest teeth. And that's usually because we, a lot of times, uh, we like to feed on the cavities of sin. That's a whole other sermon for a different time. That's not what today's about, okay? So you don't have to worry about uh, biblical dental work today. That's another time, you know. But either way, we'll talk about that. that sounds like something I'll talk about, doesn't it? Well, we'll talk about that another time. I'll put that right up through my mouth about that. Okay, let's now turn to Psalm, from the book of Psalms, a Psalm, Psalm 118, verses 6 and 7. By the way, if you can't find Psalm 118, it's right in the middle of the Bible, exactly right in the middle of the Bible. Did you know that? It is. Psalm 118 is right, right in the middle of the Bible. Psalm 118, it's in between the shortest book of the Bible and the longest uh, chapter, I'm going to say, chapters in the Bible. Okay, here we go. Psalm 118, if we please stand on the reading of the word, and you all are. <laughs> That's great. Psalm 118, verse 6 and 7. The Lord is on my side, I will not fear. What can people do to me? The Lord is on my side to help me. I shall look in triumph upon those who hate me. God bless and honor the reading of his word. And you may be seated. The Lord is on your side. He's with you. He's with you. What can man do to me? By man, we're talking not about the sex of man. We're talking about mankind. What can people do to you? What can man do to me? Right now, so many people are filled with fear, and they are. You know, people are filled with fear, and I can't necessarily blame them. We're filled with fear. We see so much on the news. We're filled with fear. What are we going to do? We have the election coming up. What are we going to do? We have so much going on in the world with COVID-19. What are we going to do? There's so much going on in the bankruptcy. What are we going to do? Well, this so-and-so is sick, and that so-and-so is sick, and what are we going to do? There are so many riots going on. What are we going to do? There's so much un known things that are going to happen. What are we going to do? Because the unknown is scary. What are we going to do? We're filled with fear. What's going to happen? No, nobody knows except God. What are we going to do? 
Only God knows the future. What are we going to do? Well, a lot of people in this world are scared, but Christians, you know God, and he knows the future. So we don't need to be overtaken by fear. We don't need to be overtaken by fear. And it's, but it can still be scary. It can still be scary. He's all that we need to know. He's all that we need to know. That doesn't mean that there's not a future around us, and it doesn't mean that there's no fear in this world. It doesn't mean that. It does, however, mean, though, that we can focus upon him and that everything else is going to be in control. As long as our focus is upon the Lord God Almighty, as long as we do that, everything else is going to be cream cheese, so to speak. (laughs) Everything else is going to be okay. The fact is, is right now, people have fear all over them. And what we need to do is fight fear with love, truth, and cheer. And that's the title of today's sermon. Fight fear with love, truth, and cheer. That's the title. I know it sounds like something you see in a Hallmark card. It almost sounds like something you see in a Disney movie. It almost sounds like I can almost hear a song. See, almost a, a, I can almost see happy or, or dopey or something, not so much grumpy. But I can almost see one of the, the dwarfs singing that. Fight fear with love, truth and cheer. I can almost see it. You know, I can almost see one of those little animated characters singing that. However, that is the title of today's song. The fact is, is we do need to fight fear. It's going on all over the place. There's fear. People a lot of times think that just being scared is fear. Fear brings upon a lot of things. It truly, truly does. And there is a lot of fear. The unknown brings on fear. People don't know what's going to happen, so they they bring upon fear. And the acts of the fear bring upon anger and so many other things. It brings violence and other things because they don't know what's going to happen. So they have the fear of trouble and turmoil. And what does that bring upon them? And by the way, I'm not just talking about the world. I'm talking about our lives. I'm talking about Christians. And so today, and and I'm talking about every single one of us, everyone in this world, everyone in this world, everyone in this church, everyone in the church, the Christian church, everyone is guilty of having fear in their lives. Everyone is guilty of reacting to fear in their lives. Everyone. I'm talking about Philip Kuntz. I'm talking about you. You, 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 everyone, everyone is guilty of sin. Everyone is guilty of fear. Everyone is guilty of reacting. Everyone is guilty of that. So let's take a look at this. So, oh, wait, he's talking to me. Yes, I'm talking to you. I'm talking, and I say me. No, not me. God's word. God's word is guilty of this. God's word is the one that's talking to us. God's word is the one that says that we are guilty. Boy, that pastor is so holier than that. No, because I'm talking to me. I'm talking to me. You can't be holding your value. You're talking to yourself. You can't be. You can't be. The fact is, we are all guilty. We are all guilty. We are all. We fear the trouble and turmoil. But listen, here's, the, here's what happens when we have fear of the trouble and turmoil that's coming on. There's a lot of things that people bring upon it. There's bickering. Bickering happens. Bickering, lying, gossiping, quarreling, and hurting. This is what happens. I'll say it again. Bickering, lying, gossiping, quarreling, and hurting. And people do this a lot of times because of fear, the fear of trouble, the fear of the world around them. And this is what a lot of churches do. They, they do this. And I'm not talking about this church in particular, but yes, this church, because this church is a part of the great church, the whole church. And the people of the world do it too. But the people of the world are looking a lot of times to the church and they point out to the church and they say, for examples, for examples. And they say, see, that's why I don't follow God. In reality, that's not why. They don't follow God because they don't want to. That's why. And they're looking for excuses. But we need to be an example. But this is the problem. Bickering. We don't need to be bickering with one another or with anyone. 
And let's be honest, everybody in this church and that church and those churches in life, everybody has bickered. What's bickering? And by the way, you can't see it. I actually have where it says bicker dash in, bicker in. That's because we do. We're all guilty of bickering. Every one of us. Bickering. It says this about bickering. Bickering's arguing, fighting, you know, you know, you know what bickering is, you know, complaining, you know what it is, what bickering is. The Bible says this about it. Well, that's not, there's nothing wrong with that, is there? Well, an attitude, yes. Yes, there is. Yes, there is something wrong with it. But we, all, we can't help our feelings. You can help what you do with your feelings. Yes, you can. You can help what you do with your feelings, fellow people. We can help. We, I, you, we can help what we do with our feelings. Yes, we can. How we react to them. It's not a sin to have feelings, but what we do with them. Yes. Listen to what it says in Psalm 34, 13. Keep your tongue from evil and your lips from speaking deceit. And then in 1 Peter 2, 1, therefore put away all wickedness, deceit, hypocrisy, envy, and all evil speaking. Now that says a lot, all evil speaking. So we're all guilty of it, every single one of us. And boy, Pastor, you're already stepping on my toes. Well, look out, my, my toes have been hurting all week, all week. And, and, and you want to know why I'm wearing my shoes so that you don't see that they're wrapped up. But in reality, the fact is, spiritually speaking, we should all be hurting because every single one of us need to hurt a little and listen to what the Lord is saying to us. Because we need to be examples of Jesus Christ. So we don't want to be bickering. And we need to be careful because this time of year, people a lot of times want to bicker. They want to bicker like, I'm right because I vote this way. I'm right because I have this opinion. Well, everyone has opinions, and at one point in time, they all stink. And they're not always right, just because you have an opinion. And quite frankly, I'm not worried about opinions. I'm worried about facts of the Lord. That's what I want to follow is Christ. Not you, not you, not you, not me. I want to follow Christ. That's what I want to follow. I don't want to follow Joe Biden. I don't want to follow. Donald Trump. I don't want to follow Kamala. That's what I'm going to call her, Kamala. I don't want to follow anyone else. I am going to follow Christ. That's who I'm following. And that's it. No bickering. No lying. No lying. Was it really wrong to lie? I didn't really lie. I told the truth and I just twisted it. It's still lying. It's still lying. No, we're not to lie. That's in the Ten Commandments. We know that. But we're not to lie. Proverbs 19.9, a false witness, which is lying, by the way. It's lying. It's lying. A false witness will not be unpunished. He who speaks lies will perish. Will perish. But wait a minute, what if I'm already saved? Well, I'm not talking about you going to hell because we're, this is talking to the unsaved here. But at the same time, if you're saved, then you should definitely know better. If you're saved and you're going to go around lying, well, let me tell you something, Pinocchio. If you want to be a real boy, quit making the nose grow. You already know better. The Holy Spirit's telling you. You already know that. Now stop it. Proverbs 20, verse 19. He who goes about as a talebearer reveals secrets. Therefore, do not meddle with him who flatters with his lips. Or her, incidentally. 
we got to know better. If you don't want to be known as a liar, we, we, we got to quit hanging around with liars. Oh, I know, okay? I know. I've been there, done that, got to stop that. You can't be doing that anymore. 2 Timothy 4, 1 through 3. Now the Spirit clearly says that in the last time, some people will depart from the faith and pr- pay attention to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils, speaking lies and hypocrisy, having their consciences seared with a hot iron, forbidding to marry and commanding to abstain from foods which God has created to be received with thanksgiving by those who believe and know the truth. We're living in those days. So many people just will not see the truth. They will not. The truth could smack them in the forehead and they still say, oh, I didn't see it. I didn't see it. Because they don't want to see it. Good heavens. And then, after bickering and lying, we have gossiping. And gossiping is all over the place. Hey, did you hear? Hey, did you hear? Hey, did you hear? No, stop it. Hey, I'm as guilty as other people. I have bickered in my life. I've been bickering. I have bickered before. I've lied before. I've gossiped before. And, you know, oh, I haven't, Pastor. But don't, don't, don't give me, because you're, now you're lying. Everybody, some point in time in their life has done one of these things, if not all of these things. And some people bathe in these things. Let's be honest. We need to wash these things out of our lives and quit going into these things. We have to be a better example for the Lord Jesus Christ and let people see the love of Jesus Christ. That's what it means to be seen. We have to get out of this. Why are we talking about this? Because it needs to be talked about. It needs to, we need to be honest about these things. We have to. You can't get clean from it if you won't put the soap of the Bible and the soap of the Lord and wash it off of you. We've got to. Gossiping is the worst thing that you could think of, man, oh, man. Gossiping. I, I meant not too long ago, you may remember a sermon, pick a little, talk a little, pick a little, talk a little, cheek, 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 talk a lot, pick a little more. It's so true, gossiping. Did you hear? Did you hear what the pastor said? Did you hear what he did? No, what? What did the pastor do? What did he do? No. I'll tell you what he did. He preached and got quit gossiping. That's what he said. That's what he did. And he looked good doing it. Now, here's the thing. Proverbs 18.8, the words of a talebearer are as wounds, and they go down into the innermost parts of the body. That was the next verse, which I did not go into in the opening part. They go into the innermost parts of the body. And boy, do they. And they stay, and it grows if you digest it. We got to think on that. It make you sick to your stomach, and you can't get rid of it. It becomes a part of you. You know when you eat something, you don't just digest it and flush it away. No, 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 no. It becomes a part of you, and it goes with you. And you think about that when you go get your Big Mac later on. <laughs> Proverbs. 4.15. Whoa, whoa, I just, I just misspoke. First Peter 4.15, let none of you suffer as a murderer. Now listen to this, because this is something. I really, gossipers, think of this for a second. First Peter 4.15. This is not just an Old Testament thing that they say. No, no, no. First Peter 4.15. Let none of you suffer as a murderer or a thief 
or an evildoer, or even as a busybody. Whoa! It's not a big deal to gossip. There's nothing wrong with gossiping. It's just talking. God gives the ability to talk. It's not a big whoa, 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 whoa. Let's take a look at this again. Oh, but none of you suffer as a murderer. Who put murderer first? Or a thief, or an evildoer, or even as a busybody. You see that? You put that back here at the end. Or even as. Some might take that as it, that's the lightest of them, or some might put that as, as it's the biggest of them. I don't know how you want to put that. I'll say this. It's even. It's even because all sins are equal. All sins. But it's a horrible thing to do. Quarreling. Well, these things start quarreling. Quarreling fighting. Fighting. Fighting with others. And yes, fighting with the Holy Spirit. Because once you start fighting with others, which I've done, and once you start fighting with others, you're ignoring the Holy Spirit. You know it, and I know it. Not even all that long ago. I started bickering with other people, and the Holy Spirit told me not to. I ignore. If you ignore the Holy Spirit, it's going to cause havoc on your life, and you know it. Because you know it in your heart. You feel it. It says, don't do that. Don't do that. In fact, if you hear it say, don't do that, Philip, you're going to say, whoa, 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 he's, he's down the block there. But seriously, though, if you hear it say, don't do that, don't do, don't do that. Because if you don't pay attention, and later on you have problems, you say, why, God, I don't understand. No, you understand. You understand. You understand. You ignored. And now, because you just had to say what you had to say while you were quarreling, and now you got quarreling with the Holy Spirit because you don't feel right inside, and you know why. You know why you don't feel right, because you ignored what the Holy Spirit told you to do and not to do. You know exactly why. And then after quarreling, you got hurting. You got hurting deep, deep, deep in the down, in the downside of your soul. You've got hurting going on. You're hurting others and you're hurting yourself and you're hurting your spiritual growth or the lack thereof. And you know that. You know that. And there's one last thing which I didn't have on the top there. You, because of the fear of trouble and turmoil, you have the bickering, the lying, the gossiping, the quarreling, the hurting, and you also have the splitting. You have the splitting. And what's the splitting? You split families and relationships. And yes, maybe even churches. And you split them apart. And what kind of relationships? So it could be good love with others. Could be family, like I was mentioned, or friends. Could be marriages. Or other kind of loves, but either way, you split them apart. There's no reason for that. You don't need to split in that stuff. It could be your ministries. Could be. Could be a ministry. Could be your witness to others. All because of bickering and lying and gossiping, quarreling, hurt. All because of fear of trouble and turmoil. All because of the unknown. All because of that. Now, you do don't have scripture to go with that. Well, I'm glad you asked. Because actually, I do. Here we go. Proverbs 16.28. A perverse man sows strife, and a whisper separates the best of friends. We don't need to do that. We don't need to do that. No, 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 no. But don't worry. Don't worry. I know you're worried. I can tell you're all just so worried. But you don't need to. Because the sermon doesn't say fear, fear, fear. The, the, the sermon title is Fight Fear with Love, Truth, and Cheer. So... Going on from this, we're going to go to the Holy Spirit. But before we do that, remember, we want to have good conscience, a good conscience. First Peter 3.16, have a good conscience so that evildoers who speak evil of you and falsely accuse you, accuse your good conduct in Christ may be ashamed. So we need to be good. 
You know what I'm always saying? You know my motto, doing to others as you'd have them doing to you, the golden rule, Matthew 7, 12 and Luke 6, 31. And we need to follow that. We need to live by that. And it says it right here, have a good, this is 1 Peter 3, 16. That's not hard to remember. It's like John 3, 16, 1 Peter 3, 16. The rock, follow the rock. So we can remember that. Have a good conscience so that evildoers who speak evil of you and falsely falsely accuse your good conduct in Christ may be ashamed. Amen? Amen. And Colossians 3, 8, now this one hits me here. Colossians 3, 8, but now you must also put away all these anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, and filthy language out of your mouth for those who said to you, it ever says anything about cursing in the Bible or anything like that? Yes, it does right there. And it says it in many other places too. Yes, it does right there. I've been guilty of it. I've been angry before. I've allowed my flesh to get the better of me. I've said things I shouldn't have said. I've even done it before, not saying bad things, but said bad things in my heart. I've used words that most people say were stupid. I say Aunt B a lot of times. Aunt B could be, well, Aunt B, you're like, well, isn't that something? I've said Aunt B like, hello, my friend. Hello, Aunt B. Aunt B, yeah, hi. Come on in. Aunt B, it's good to see. I've even said Aunt B in the most rated R way, but it's still horrible, filthy communication here and here. My point is God knows what you mean. We need to. So what do we do? What do we do about that? Pastor, what do we do about that? Well, I'll tell you what we do about that. We take this, blah, 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 the filthy language coming out of our mouth, and we take, change into this, this, and this, and change into God forgive them for they know not what they do. That's what we do. We change here in the heart, which changes here, and it changes here. That's what we do. Changes everything. It changes everything. We need to let the Holy Spirit flow through us. The Bible tells us this over and over. We need to let the Holy Spirit, the Lord God, let it flow through us. The Holy Spirit, Titus 3, 1 and 2. Remind them to be subject to rulers and authorities, to obey them, to be ready for every good work, to speak evil of no one, not to be contentious, but gentle, showing all humility toward everyone. James 1, 26 says this. If anyone among you seems to be religious and does not bridle his tongue, but deceives his own heart, this man's religion is vain. We must bridle our tongue. Show the love of the Lord God. We must do this. In other words, we need to have more spirit, less flesh. This equals less trouble and less fear. Less fear. You know, a lot of times people are very brave. Brave to shoot off their mouth. Brave to text what they want. I'll just tell them I don't mind doing it. Yeah, yeah. But what you fear is the aftermath. You fear losing the job and what comes from it. You fear the losing the love. You fear what's going to happen. You don't mind saying it, but you don't like what happens afterwards. You just need to be quiet. Be calm. Let God do the work. But I just, I'm not afraid to stand up and take my own vengeance. Well, vengeance is mine. Say it the Lord. Be calm. Be cool. It's hard sometimes, isn't it? Especially when people are lying against you. When people are saying things against you. Hey, I'm guilty of it too. I've done it too. He's like, well, I'm not guilty, Pastor. I'm not guilty. You're guilty right now. You just did your lying. I heard you. But it's okay. It's all right. I know because I've done it too. We're all guilty. That's one thing I can say. Uh, every single person in the pew right now, 
Every single person at home right now watching say, boy, did you hear that, Pastor? He's saying that he's guilty of sin. I sure am. And you know what's so wonderful about you right now watching? You're right there with me. Isn't it great that we're all so equal today? I love it. We're all so equal here today. I'm so glad that we can all admit that we're so equal together right here today, that we're all guilty of sin. But I'm also so glad to say we're guilty of being forgiven by the Lord Jesus Christ and by his love. I'm so glad that we're all equal on equal ground because that's how it is in the love of the Lord Jesus. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. Sometimes people look at Christians and say, they're so high and mighty. No, we're not. We're low. We're way down low and forgiven on our hands and knees saying, thank you, Lord Jesus Christ. That's what we are. We can't be proud of ourselves. We're proud of him, of the Lord Jesus. That's who we're proud of. We're proud to praise his name. We're proud. We're joyful to praise his name. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. That's what we do. And that's what we're going to continue to do. He who guards his mouth, this is Proverbs 13, 3. He who guards his mouth preserves his life. But he who opens wide his lips will have destruction. There's so many more things I could read, but I'm not going to. I'm going to go on right now and talk about the love. The love that we need to give. The love. More spirit, less flesh, less trouble, and less fear. We need to give love. We need to give love to the people. Oh, we just need to be all loving, loving. No, I'm not talking hippie talk. I'm not talking that. I'm talking about the love of Jesus, the agape love of the Lord God. There's a difference between being a, a, a peace, peace. No, no, no. I'm not talking about that. I'm not saying that everybody's great. I just came out and said that we're all guilty of sin. What I said was, the love of Jesus. We need to show it to people. Say, yes, you're guilty. Yes, I'm guilty. But I love you despite your guilt. Yes, I love you despite that. Despite the fact that you deserve to burn in hell. And that's what you're basically saying. You're basically saying, despite the fact that I deserve to go to hell. Despite the fact that you deserve to go to hell. And by the way, I'm not saying to go to people in the, in the grocery store and say, you, you deserve to go to hell. But I love you. Don't do that. This is not a way to get people to go to church. This is not a way to get people to heaven. You deserve to go to hell. But I love you. Don't do that. Don't do that. That is not going to win souls. Okay? But what I am saying is, we all do deserve to go to hell. But the love of Jesus can cut through all that. The love of Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit can cut through all that and loves us despite the sin. Amen. Hallelujah. Love builds up. Fear of trouble and turmoil, bickering and lying and gossiping and quarreling and hurting and splits things up and tears it down. But the love of the Lord God builds it up. Praise the Lord God. It builds it up. Second Timothy 1.7, for God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and love and self-control. Self-control. A lot of times people say, I can't help it, Pastor. I just can't help it. Oh, <laughs> yes, you can. Yes, you can. And in reality, it's not you anyway. It's he who lives within you. See, you're not alone. You're not alone. And if you're alone, then you need to go and say a prayer of salvation. Because if you don't have Jesus, then you've got a bigger problem. Because you really will go to hell. So you better say a prayer right now about that. First 
John 4, 18. There is no fear in love, but perfect love. Listen now, perfect love casts out fear because fear has nothing to do with punishment. Whoever, excuse me, because fear has to do with punishment. Whoever fears is not perfect in love. I'm going to read that one more time. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear because fear has to do with punishment. Whoever fears is not perfect in love. Our love, the love that we're talking about, is the love of the Lord God. When God says to fear him, he's talking about respect. Respect. Not being afraid of him, but respecting him. That's what we're talking about. Proverbs 10, 12. Hatred stirs up strife. But love does what? Covers all sins. Your sins are covered with the love of Jesus. It's covered. It's taken care of. It is finished. It's finished. It's taken care of. Son. Daughter. It's finished. He loves you. But pastor, you don't know what I've done. Oh, Jesus does. Pastor, you don't know I'm so bad, but he's so good. Hallelujah. Yes, God is so good. Hallelujah. Amen. No one's too bad for Christ. Because no one's ever been as good as Christ, and yet he died for you. He so certainly did. Ephesians 4, 13 through 16. Until we all come into the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God into the complete man, into a complete man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. So we may no longer be children tossed here and there by waves and carried about with every wind of doctrine, by the trickery of men, by craftiness with deceitful scheming. But speaking the truth in love, we may grow up in all things into him who is the head, Christ himself, from whom the whole body is joined together and connected by every joint and ligament as every part effectively does its work and grows, building itself up in love. Yes, the love of Christ. Others see and feel the love of Jesus. They do. They may not believe in God. They may say, I don't believe that there is a God. I believe that we came for millions and billions of years of lies. <laughs> they won't call it a lie, but that's what it is. They may believe that we came for millions and billions of years of stupidity, but here's the thing. They may not believe there's a God, but they can feel and see the love of God, whether they believe it or not. It's there. They can see it. They see it by the way that you follow Jesus, by the way that you react to the love of Jesus that's flowing in you. And by the by, they can also see when you don't and feel it too. This is what Colossians 3.14 says. And above all these things, embrace love, which is the bond of perfection. It's the bond of perfection. It's the love of Jesus. Amen. First John 3.18. My little children, let us love not in word and speech, but in action and truth. Hallelujah. So now that moves us to truth. To truth. Because remember, remember what the, the, the title is. Fight fear with love, truth, and cheer. Truth, the truth of God's loving word. We have to have that. John 17, 15 through 17. I do not pray that you should take them out of the world, but that you should keep them from the evil one. They are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. Sanctify them by your Truth. Your word is truth. This is Jesus Christ praying unto the Lord God in front of his disciples at the Last Supper. And he's praying that the Lord God 
will be with the disciples and lead them and guide them. And the Lord Jesus Christ is praying the same for you today, that he will lead you and guide you and keep them safe from all the evil of this world. This is what he's praying. Ephesians 4, 1 through 3. He says this, I therefore, and that's talking about Paul, I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, exhort you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling with which you were called with all humility, meekness, and patience, bearing with one another in love, be eager to keep the unity of the spirit and the bond of peace, bond of peace. This is truth. This is love. This is the Lord God, his truth. We are to have that loving word and show it to others. So we are to fight fear with love and truth. Yes, and cheer. What does it say in First Peter 2, 1? Therefore, put away all wickedness. Put away deceit. Put away hypocrisy. Envy and all evil speaking. All of it. Psalm 94, 19. When there is a multitude of worries within me, your comforts delight my soul. Hallelujah. God's comfort delights our soul. This is how we're to live. His comfort delights our soul. The people need to see that, the way that we live, the way that we speak. Pastor, you don't know all kind of worries I have. No, I don't, but God sure does, and he's with you, and he's never going to leave you, not ever. And folks, the sermon title was Fight Fear with Love, Truth, and Cheer, and I don't have a place to talk about cheer except for this. People can see the cheer of Christ living within you. When you have Jesus Christ living within you with his love and truth, you better have cheer. I know I do. Oh, there's times I get mad. There's times I sit around and I grumble. There's times I look more like grumpy than happy of the dwarfs. You look like a dwarf. Well, no, I didn't say I look like a dwarf. I said I act like the dwarfs. Mostly dopey. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. We are to be happy with cheer. When you know you have Jesus. Let the people see happy. And I'm not talking about, I'm not talking about faking it. I'm talking about thinking it, thinking about how blessed you are to have Christ save you. And you don't have to worry so much about all the fear of the trouble, the turmoil of the world around you because you're saved by the world already. Praise the Lord God. And the cheer is there. Don't think of the negative. Turn off the news once in a while. I'm not saying don't watch it. I'm saying don't live in it. Turn off the news. Open up the Bible and sail in the cheer and happiness and the love and the truth of the Lord Jesus Christ. And all's going to be well. Folks, I promise you, no matter who's in office, no matter who's in government, no matter who's your next door neighbor and who's your boss at work, you're going to be okay because it's not about them. It's about him who is your savior. And if he's not your savior, then you better worry. And you, are, you have trouble and turmoil, and it's with you right now because you never know how long you're going to be on this earth. And right now, I say you better say a prayer for salvation. Right now, you better because your happiness is going to end the moment you leave this world. And you'll have a lot to fear. It will never end. 2 Timothy 1.7, and we're going to go to the Lord in prayer. 2 Timothy 1, 7, for God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and love and self-control. Let us now bow prayer. Dear precious Heavenly Father, we thank you so very much, Lord, for your word, for your message. We thank you so very, very much, Lord God, for loving us all, the ones who are here, 
and for the ones who are home. Lord, for those who are ill right now, every single one of them, I pray for them. I pray that you be with them. I pray, Lord, you heal them. I pray for your will upon their lives. And Lord, for those right now, those who may be spiritually ill, those who may be spiritually dead and not know you, I pray this day that will end. I pray they will call out to you right now and ask you to save them, Lord Jesus Christ. Ask them to save your, their soul, Lord, and become your children. I pray, Lord God, that this will be the last day that they have been dead and yet they will now live. I pray for this, Lord. For those who are blinded to it, I pray, Lord God, today you will open their eyes. Lord, for this nation, I pray for the upcoming weeks. And Lord God, for the, those who are going out this week, I pray that you will protect them, Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, I thank you for all the great blessings. And Lord God, thank you for my life. I thank you that you have been with me through all my ups and downs and back and forth. And Lord God, I pray that for all my brothers and sisters of Christ, that you be with us no matter what, because you say that you are, that you will not leave us. And I pray that we will not leave you as you guide us. In Jesus' holy and precious name, amen.